everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, watching a pal achieve his lifelong dream in real time fans, Max Homa, let's go. Let's go, man. This feels, this borderline feels fake. Uh, but even if it is fake, I'm going to ride out whatever dream I'm in and just kind of enjoy it. <laughs> uh, Max Homa is your 2021 Genesis Invitational Champion, uh, a win in a playoff. I texted you a little bit of this, but I just wanted to read it off again because. Uh, you know, winning at Riviera is what legends do, bro. This is a legendary thing from legends. Uh, a list of winners uh, over the years at Riviera. Ben Hogan, Sam Snead, Byron Nelson, Lloyd Mangrum, baby. Hey! Arnold Palmer, Hale Irwin, Tom Watson, Johnny Miller, Fred Couples, Tom Kite, Charlie Sifford, Faldo, Ells, Mickelson, Scott, Dustin Johnson, and Max Homa. Uh, what, uh, what is going on? Like, just how are you? I, I don't know. Um, I promised uh, on this podcast like six months ago that I would never get drunk for one of these things again because I, <laughs> I tapped myself out, but I did not promise I'd never be hungover again. So <laughs> I am alive. Uh, I'm happy. Uh, I'm so stoked. I finally got in the same line of talking as Lloyd Mangrum, the Iceman or whatever. I forget his I forget his nickname. <laughs> that's but that's, that's a, right. It's an enormous honor after after all of the attention you've given him. It feels good to be up there in the ranks, you know. We finally have something in common. Um but yeah, no, I feel good. It was uh it was a whirlwind yesterday. Um I don't know. It's one of those it, it like I don't I don't 
I honestly don't know how to explain it. I, I've been trying to think of the way to to talk about it on on this podcast for like nearly you know twenty hours now, but it's weird. People always say dream come true, dream come true, dream come true, and it's true to an extent. Like I always wanted to win my first PJ Tour event at somewhere, but it's not like I had a vision of winning it at Quail Hollow. Like I I, I always just wanted to win one. I've literally literally dreamed of winning golf tournaments at Riviera. Like I know, I know we've talked about it on this podcast from last year, like not winning hurt, but it was fun to play well at Riviera. But like, it was kind of good because I got to feel that sensation of like kind of being near the top of the leaderboard at a place that I like, it actually kind of makes me well up a little bit. And then this year to be in that position to know I had the experience last year, it was just, it was weird. Like I just felt I, I, sorry, I feel like incredibly like a different kind of happy. I, I don't really know how to explain it. It's the, I, I don't, I truly don't know if I won a master's, if I'd feel like this, like I know it'd be a bigger accomplishment and I understand the the volume of that and like the, 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 the magnitude of that. But this golf tournament is why I play golf pretty much. And to have Tiger Woods there and like, I don't know, like, <laughs> What the heck, man? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I tweeted that thing out yesterday. It's like how it started, how it, how it's going. Like, you know, you I you send that the, you send the tweet out in 2013, and <laughs> I, I don't even know. This was back when Twitter was a lot of fun, and I don't even know if yesterday Twitter was fun. By the way, um, I, I'm not sure if if people totally understand. You know, the golf course, the tournament. I mean, I know we talked. They talked a lot about on the telecast as they should of you going with your dad when you were a young kid and. I know uh, Daniel Rappaport asked the question about what your eight-year-old self would say. Uh, I, I thought they, I, I watched your press conference, by the way. I think it's the first time I've ever done that in my life on YouTube. Um, Je- Jeff Shackelford asked, I thought, a great question. I was texting with him, and he said he got it kind of from this podcast when you, you were talking about how, like, where would this rank? And, and you said in your press conference last night, you said 1A, 1B, 1C. And, and I think the point you're making here is, it, sure, the Masters and the U.S. Open and the Open Championship and all these things are huge major championships. But for you personally, this is the one you always wanted. Yeah, I mean, it's just a fact. I, I, I like I understand that this is not the biggest golf tournament in the world. Like I truly get that. But at the same time, it's like I've never dreamed of. I haven't dreamt of playing like or of winning a Super Bowl. I've never dreamt of winning an NBA championship because that's not how. I was right. Like I, I, I never thought I'd be in the NBA. I never thought I'd be in the NFL. Like those things never crossed my mind, but I have dreamt of winning at Riviera because since I was like, I, my dad and I were talking about it. I think I was two years old when he took me to the first tournament, which is so outrageous because I always get mad when parents take their kids who like just have no, <laughs> you have no control over them. But my dad did that with me, you know, and he brought me to Riviera. I, I've been go. I think I went like, 18 years in a row. I even remember flying home from school one year to go in college to go watch. And I don't know. It's like every memory I've got. I, 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 I've watched Tiger once uh, lost in his only playoff to Billy Mayfair, but it got moved to Valencia country club. Like what are the odds? And so I got to watch that in my backyard and um, they moved the PGA that year to Riviera. My dad asked me, I was like six or seven. My dad asked me if I want to go to the PGA at Riviera, thinking, of course, I'm going to say yes. He got tickets somehow. I said, no, I'm good. Like, I'd rather, whatever, like being a dumb kid. I've watched, I've sat there when I think it was the biggest playoff in the history of 
the PJ Tour was there. I think it was like eight people. Albie yep. might have won. I remember him hitting a hybrid. I've literally fallen asleep on the hill on 18 and woken up, and my dad wasn't there, and I had a serious panic attack of what I was going to do. Like I've, I, I've not only like been there. You know, I have memories. Like I like the feel like I lived there for a while with the PGA tour. I've it's crazy. And even, even in a weirder way, like I didn't get to play it till I got to college. We played national championship there. And even then it was like sacred grounds. I remember the first time I broke par there, I was like, Oh, you, you know, you got to earn under par here. Like I learned that pretty quick, played great at national championship. And I've had these stretches of decent golf there. And I see the golf course so well, but I truly felt like I had some magic because I got two. I got one break yesterday that was straight up. I was like, "Yep, you know, it's my." Which, which one was it? Eleven. I hit. Oh, it. I, I was going to ask you about this. It was. It. I, I when that ball went through that tree, it was. Joe didn't want me to hit the shot. I wanted to hit the shot. I never even considered it going left or right. I just thought I had to keep it low. I pulled it. It. There's every right in the world for that ball to hit the tree and shoot straight back at my feet, and I'm making bogey. And it got through the tree and I just thought to myself, I was like, this is my city, it's my golf course. I was like, this is just, I know when you win, Joe mentioned, like when you win, good things seem to happen at the right time. And that's what exactly what happened. And it just felt like that ball went through the tree. I'm like, yeah, of course, of course. Like it, it was an odd feeling, but I was like, of course it did. Like, this is, this is my week. This is my, I'm like, I'm the kid in the, from LA. Like, why would this not work out? It is an odd feeling. So, um, I don't know. It's a, it, it, like I said, I, I can't, I can't overstate it like this. I, I, it would, it would be, it's borderline like being like, like winning an NBA championship, your last game, game seven in your backyard basketball hoop. Like, that's what it feels like. Like, where did you learn how to <laughs> play basketball? Oh, I learned in my backyard. Okay. Well, at some point you're going to go win. And then also your favorite player ever is going to like, congratulate you right after in your backyard. Like, that's what it feels like. And I don't know. It's just, a, it, 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 I never thought I, I thought if I didn't cry after I won Wells Fargo, I'd never cried at a golf tournament. And I was a hundred percent embarrassed, but also kind of happy that it like happened yesterday because you know, yeah, I get it. I, I I lost my lost my cool card, lost lost the lost the tough stuff. But at the same time, it literally hit me, and it was fun to feel that because I don't know. To me, that means that it 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 is as as important as I make it out to be. Yeah, and and I think it, I'd like you to get into this because I I don't know if everybody understands that it's not just you. I mean, it's Joe as well. I mean, I think you said a little bit of that in the interview, but it's not just because this is huge for you. But it's you and a best friend of yours, a legit best friend, not a Max Homa best friend that he says about everybody. And <laughs> he like, like he's he's there next to you the whole time. And I mean, it, I, I could only imagine. I, I texted him. I was texting him last night. He's just like, it just kept right, unbelievable. You know, he just he just couldn't believe it. But talk about Joe, like the importance of this event to Joe and winning in in LA as well. Yeah, it's such a good point. I mean. Joe was staying. We're, Joe was staying at home at his parents' house. You know, finally this year. Like because of the traffic situation in LA, uh, unfortunately due to COVID, but fortunately for traffic, like you can get places in like a reasonable amount of time. So he like he was staying at home, and uh, when we were leaving, like his dad drove down the stuff. Like that's how close that's how close we are, and and that's how close we grew up. And we've always talked about it, and like on a tangent, like we don't get too close to it. But we've always talked about how much the West Coast swing means to us, how much 
how fun it is to play. And they all feel like home events. Palm Springs feels like a home event. Obviously, Scottsdale feels like a home event. And then we have uh, Torrey feels like a home event. Pebble feels like a home event. LA is a home event. There's like the slight difference. It is it is an actual home event, especially when we have like a trap, like the traffic, like this is we actually see people. So it's just, we've always talked about it. He, he raised, like basically raised me to be a Dodger fan. My, my parents are not Dodger fans. He basically got me into being a Dodger fan, him, my buddy, Johnny. He helped raise me as a golfer, essentially. His favorite golfer's Tiger. My favorite golfer's Tiger. I don't know if we can, his, Joe's favorite golf swing ever made is on video. He showed me on Tuesday. It's from the seventh tee at Riviera. Like it's, his, he's had saved this. It's from like eight years ago. So like the place means a lot to both of us, but the city of Los Angeles means a ton. I, I mean, you can't, you just can't imagine. I don't know what two LA kids feel. We, we sweated out like five, six years of the Dodgers, like almost. Right. <laughs> And, and, and I don't know this year, I feel like we were talking about wanting to be a part of the Lakers and Dodgers thing. And I know it's corny and now it's kind of a joke, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I felt, I felt like he and I were on the same wavelength of let's do it for this city of Los Angeles. It's a weird year. You know, we've had a lot of crazy stuff happen, obviously. I mean, shoot, we lost Kobe Bryant a year ago. We've, we've just wanted to, be a part of the LA stuff and, and Joe, especially being, like I said, someone who's like brought me up on being an LA kid. It was, it was, it was cool to enjoy that with him because you could feel, we just kept saying the same thing. He must've texted you, but we were just like, are you kidding me? Like, like what, <laughs> what did we just do? Like, how did we just do this? And at the same time, also not being like that shot. I don't know. Cause the first thing he told me after, after, um, you know, Tony missed on uh, 14 in the playoff. I don't know what I said to him. I hit him pretty hard. And then he grabbed my neck and he said, I told everybody after Palm Springs, you're going to win at Riviera this year. And I'm like, how did you call that one? He goes, I just, <laughs> I knew it as that you're playing too good. We're not doing, we're not going to fail two times in a, in a row on the West coast. You're winning Riviera. So like I said, even for him, he's got that kind of magic uh, feeling from being in LA, but being at Riviera, especially. Dude, it was it's so weird. I, I had a similar feeling this week. I, I mean, I told you this. I, I think the first thing I sent you after uh, Tony missed, but like I didn't text you all week. I mean, yeah, I usually didn't. text yeah. you throughout the week. Like I send you stuff and we'll talk a little bit about golf or we're talking about NBA or something like that. I did. I only text I sent you was the golf tees that came out the wash your hands golf tees, <laughs> yeah, which are already which sold are out, sick. by the way. And uh, and I and I that was the only thing I sent you. And it was funny a couple times. I I'd like pulled my phone out to send something and I was like, you know what? I'm good. And it was just so weird. I had this feeling. I had this feeling all day. I had this feeling. You had this look on your face. Even last week when we talked the, the way you sounded and you know, you didn't get discouraged after Palm Springs. I even saw you got a question about that in, in, in the press conference last night. And you know, you said, you said it, what did you, I think you said something about, it was like a, a failure or something was the question. You yeah, said the it's guy only threw if you me don't... like a Chris Paul lob to Blake Griffin, basically <laughs> for a mental thing. He said, what did you learn from your failure in Palm Springs? And I said, you only fail if you don't learn from your mistakes. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you didn't, you didn't get discouraged. And I got to be honest with you, you know, last year, kind of late in, in this season, you seem discouraged. You know, you seem yeah. frustrated with your golf game. Like you didn't seem like you were having a whole bunch of fun 
playing. And I think that was the big switch, right? Joe talked to you about the mental side. I know he talked to Lacey as well about, you know, just you working on the mental side of stuff because you work so hard on your golf swing all the time. You work so hard on the physical parts of golf, but you've got to focus on the mental side. And it, it was just, you know, you, the Palm Spring thing felt like a learning experience. You know, you go to the waste management and you even said on this podcast last week, you know, you go, I feel like I could have won waste management, even though I finished 40th because I hit the ball so good. And you go to Pebble and you're right there all day long uh, with a chance. You know, you kept having a chance and you got kind of a bad break and you you bounced right back. Even the double bogeys this year, Max, you know, you're making doubles <laughs> and you're literally making birdie every single hole right after. Uh, I saw a stat. I think you're the, it was some crazy putting stat. You're the first person in the shot link era to one putt his first 11 holes in a tournament. This week, you did that at Riv. Like all of these things building up to this moment, yet you still have to, endure more right it's so hard to win dude like I kept telling Cindy this last and yesterday we're all watching right I just kept telling her it's so hard to freaking win nobody gives it to you nobody gives it to you and I kept telling her the one freaking time this Tony Finau guy is gonna do it is against our boy and uh and you just you you're you looked so positive the whole time and you just looked so comfortable even after 18 it was just it looked from afar like you kind of knew yeah, it kind of felt, I don't know, it felt like that. I, I, I truly have been since since Mexico, been playing, like, really good golf. Even at home, if I would just go play with the boys, like, I felt very, very comfortable. All parts of my game, obviously everybody has moments where something feels out of line, but in general, like, I've been feeling really good. So it was just kind of a matter of getting my brain linked up to my golf swing. I think... I think the hard part for someone like me who's only won or who had only won one time before, who doesn't have just like, you know, bazillions of dollars who can just like rest on, okay, I'm just going to be patient. I'm just going to take my time. I'm going to, you know, at some point it's going to happen. The hard part for someone like me is you want to take advantage of the weeks you play well in your head. And that's a negative, that's kind of a negative way to look at it because it's saying, I'm not going to do that next week. So Waste management beat me up a little bit and it was hard. It was hard on my, uh, it was heavy on my heart because I, I, Brooks played great and I don't know if I would have beat him, but all I know is, is that I hit the ball well enough to be in the mix and I put so bad for basically three and a half days that like I was, I got 42nd and it weighed on me. Cause I'm like, dude, like you can't play. I, I don't know if I could play a whole lot better than that tee to green. Like I, I had it. I had it. I hit a couple balls out of bounds. Sure. So I could have played a little better, but in general, couldn't have felt any better. So I go to pebble and my golf swing feels awful. All of a sudden my putting stroke feels great. And you, again, like I said, for someone in my position, I was like, come on, like this, it doesn't seem fair. And, and that's an interesting word because in golf, there is no fair. Earn right. It, take it. Like there's, no one's good. Like you said, winning's hard. No one's going to give you anything. You're going to have to beat somebody at some point. Someone's going to be playing well. So, but I felt bummed out. And I feel like getting through last week and turning kind of a negative feeling on Tuesday, Wednesday into a positive week was huge because I showed up this week at Riviera. I knew my swing was going to feel better. I was in like two less layers than I was in Pebble Beach and <laughs> all the, all the you know, gear. I, uh, my coach Mark there, like I just knew I was going to hit it better. So I was like, if you can keep whatever we just did mentally at Pebble and put it in a box and use it in LA, we'll be fine. 
and and the comfort I've had for a while feeling like I'm going to be fine. Like my swings in a good spot, strokes in a good spot, my short games in a good spot. Like just that comfort of that is interesting because you kind of just don't ever freak out. So I guess this week uh, I was lucky, but Fred couples uh, who I, I, you know, he's a Southern California dude or or lives in Southern California. He's been texting me all week. um, And, and even after last week, but especially this week, like after every round and I, I don't know, I don't know why he's so cool, but he just was. And he was like, hey, he basically, the the main thing he said was, hey, um, to win a Riviera, it takes solid rounds or solid golf. And you're playing the most solid golf of anybody right now. And I and it, it kind of resonated. I was like, I am playing very solid. I haven't won, but I, I think yesterday was like my 14th straight round at par better. So I was like, I'm playing good golf. Just keep playing good golf. What Fred said, they just say, just keep playing good. So I kind of turned my brain off to what the leader was doing and I kind of just played and I was like, my golf's really good. Someone's going to have to earn it to beat me. And, you know, I'm a three footer away from winning it outright, you know, and I guess that was, that was the the feeling of the, of, of the whole week was I knew my game was there. It just had to show up kind of like by Thursday a little bit. And I knew my mental game was far superior, even finally to my game because I wasn't tripping about anything. I just was ready. And, and when I say stuff like after, after the uh, Palm Springs that like, you know, I'll be back and, and I'll, and I'll be better. Like, I mean that, like I, I, I sit there and I think of what I could have done better. What, what I did really well too, though. Like I try to, I try to calculate all that. I go through, Hey, like, was I too, like, I know we joke about it. Was I too serious? Was I too goofy? Was I too this? Was I too that? Like try really, truly like vibe that and feel what I think. And at a point, I think I, I was, I don't think I was trying too hard, but I definitely think I was walking too fast and I was doing things too quickly. And today I, I legitimately got a dream pairing. I thought I was going to be in the last group with Sam and Matt, which I was very excited about Matt Fitzpatrick. I mean, and I was very excited about that because I wanted to see what the leaders do. And I don't, I get bumped by DJ didn't know the rule, whatever it worked out. And I see my next group is with, Matt Jones and legitimately, you know, my partner at the Zurich, my like guy, you're, like you, your top Goose. two best friends, like, right on tour. Yeah, like him and Joel and and Hubbard are basically the three guys I truly believe like I'd be good friends with outside of golf. But Taylor, like Taylor's my guy. I've known him since like all like freshman year of college, and I can't be more thankful of him throughout throughout like all of Sunday, dude. Like. I would get nervous and I felt like anytime I started walking fast, I would lag back and be like, no, I'm going to talk to Taylor. And Taylor would just tell me stories or talk or like have fun walking up 17 and 18. He's telling me this long story. And it was so great because I'm walking up 18 <laughs> as, as nervous as I can be. And I'm waiting on the T for T to like finish his story. And we're walking and I'm like, for the first time ever, like the last person in line on the hill up to 18 and I text him after and say, I owe you. Like, I don't know if he did it actively. I bet he did because he's just the best dude ever. But I was like, I owe you, man. Like, that was so, like, I don't know. Stars align, man. It was, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Sorry, guys. I feel like I'm just like, dry, like, digressing. This is the, the, the my best part of the pod is, is, is the my rambling brain part. Is, is absolutely um, spinning. It's a, it's a weird, I mean, I, I went toe to toe 
I felt like with the best player in the world yesterday uh, on Saturday and then the morning of Sunday and I held my own and then to get to kind of have a walk in the park with like my boys, Matt Jones and Taylor Gooch the next day or the, the in the afternoon, I was like, wow, you know, I was like, I felt like I earned a walk in the park because I just, you know, I played DJ at, at a place he loves. Same thing. I felt the same thing with Rory at Quill Hollow, two places they love. And, and they're obviously some of the best, maybe the best golfers of all time. And, I was like, all right, I earned, I earned a leisurely walk with the fellas. <laughs> like, let me get out of this. <laughs> you know, Joe said it best. He goes, let Sam and Matt have to deal with Dustin. You did what you're supposed to do when you play with Dustin. And I was like, I really did. I beat him by one. I hung the hell in there. Let me, let me take a breath because it's obviously a lot playing with the guy who's that, that good. Um, and, and, you know, it's weird when you play with your friends as, as good at golf as they can as good at golf as they can be, you still feel kind of comfy. Like we all have something to talk about. It's not forced. Um, and it taught me a little bit like, you know, slowing down is, you know, I've kind of, I've kind of thought to myself for a while that I can, I do think that I can be mentally like a little less talkative and be okay. But I do think that slowing down to walk with Taylor and to like, I don't know, get just take a moment. Yeah. Take a moment was important. So that's something I'm going to take with me going forward. I think the intensity is okay. I think, you know, if I wasn't with Taylor, I probably wouldn't have been chatting it up and that's okay because I, 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 you know, literally can't, I don't do that with people like I'm not close with, but I think you can blend the two and, and, and like you said, kind of take a beat while also not needing to be like, oh, hi, you know, what, you know, how are your kids? Like you can be in the moment. But I think for me, like I've always been a, like kind of try to push this idea away. But like, I think it's true, like slowing down and and breathing and not feeling like the even the walk is intense. Like if the golf's going to be intense, like let's take a moment and 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 be calm and easy going with it. And you know, I learned that today because of honestly, because of my group, I, I swear that that group, that pairing was like 70% of why I played so well, because I just felt like I've been talking about being in flow my whole season so far. And I just felt like I was in flow. I was playing with the dudes and hitting golf shots and hitting it, <laughs> finding it, you know, like it was, a, it was, it was an easy day. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. To the golf travelers out there, as you plan your next getaway, we want you to remember Rams Hill Golf Club in the Southern California desert, less than two hours from San Diego and 90 minutes from Palm Springs. Rams Hill is a fun Tom Fazio golf in a picturesque setting with all the amenities, including a restaurant and bar with great food and truly addictive apple caramel cookies. I've had too many there as you come off the 18th green and with six golf houses, six of them including my favorite, The House on the Hill. Rams Hill is welcoming for buddies, trips, families, and golf groups of all sizes. For more information, visit www.ramshill.com to customize your next golf trip. Rams Hill Golf Club, it's time to plan your great escape. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples 
free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And and so I want to I want to get into the golf, the actual golf. Um, I want to get it. I got a few things I want to get into, obviously for the final round. But uh, let's start Saturday night into Sunday. Um, you're on 14. You decide to mark and not put out, which I know Dustin. I I think because we were watching, they had you had they had you guys on live. Um, I think Dustin was the first one that said, "I'm going to wait." I don't know if you said it before him, but I the, the at least the cameras and audio picked him up. He's like, "I'm going to wait." You know, he had like a 17 footer for par on the par three. Uh, it was brutal conditions, as we all know, with the delay and all that stuff. Um, you have like a six-footer for par, right, at 14? And so you you could finish out or you could wait. Is that right? Yeah, so we have the option for darkness to finish the hole you're on. If someone's teed off, you could finish if you want. I was never going to finish. I stood there kind of acting like I might, but I was never going to finish. The greens were bumpy. The wind was blowing, howling off the left. And I said, at the very least we're going to get it with less wind or I'm sorry, pure greens. And I was like, and definitely less wind. And then I showed up in the morning. I was howling again, but besides <laughs> the point, but when Dustin, you know, I wanted Dustin to wait too, because Waco, walking Neiman also stopped. So I was like, we can all just come back and hit the putt. It's going to suck. It's going to suck because we all have to sleep on these little like putts. But at the same time, the greens were beat up. We had all played so much golf. It was been blowing. Like, let's just, you know, take a minute. I was, I went to bed that night being okay, kind of with making bogey okay. and being like, essentially, what would that have been even for the day like that? I, I thought in that situation with the pressure and the wind and the firmness and all that went in, I was like, man, even's all right. Like I would have taken even at the beginning of the day. So I was trying to like, accept it's like big Randy always says from no laying up, like mentally miss so that it frees you up to hit a good putt. Like <laughs> right. I was kind of like, don't get hyped about this. Like don't overblow like this putt. Like don't make this putt be like, if you make or miss it, you're going to win the golf tournament. It's like, if you miss it, you're literally even par on one of the hardest days you're playing with the world. Number one, you're playing in the wind. You're playing one of the hardest golf courses in the world with firm greens. Like don't make this bigger than it is. And I think that helped a little, even just to have this, to, to be able to sleep on that, knowing that. So yeah, I, I, we came back in the morning. It was freaking freezing. It looked, it looked cold. I mean, it looked, it looked oh. brutal there hey, real before we get into the putt, just on a scale from one to 10, what was Saturday like playing? Like how hard 10 being the hardest you could play in? It, it, what, it was probably like a, f- 
Well, when we teed off, it was a nine to ten. It was it was <laughs> when you almost I, double I was legal lucky. to start. Yeah, I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a good point. It's probably a little less than. But oh, I, so I, so dirty. You hit it six <laughs> inches. I don't know what that was. <laughs> the drive was so good, just to hit it in the fairway. I was like, just hit it somewhere on the green and just. It's the only time you play river. You're like, I'll take a five. Just right, like, right, get right. me on to two, and I'll be okay. But. It was playing hard. We were so fortunate to only have to play one hole. Um, and and I don't know. It was, it was so – it's so weird. When you're, when you're accepting of, like, what's going to happen, I feel like you just kind of – I would have kept playing. Like Okay. At that point, at that time, like, I don't know. It's one of those rare times where I'm like, I have all the confidence in the world in my golf at the moment, especially in my ball striking. I was like – run it like let's play like why not make it impossible like it does not feel impossible for some reason to me right now make it as hard as you can and let's just play but i was happy we got off the golf course at the same time because the <laughs> well, like probably the most fun i had this week was saturday in the wind delay and hearing i was sitting with Colin morikawa who's like the coolest dude ever sep straka who's awesome and jt poston who's like one of like my kind of practice round dudes and everyone's telling stories xander and dj come over they're telling stories uh everyone's like laughing about like the things they've seen we're on social media we're watching like Porky and bradley's butt on 10 and then <laughs> and then so colin goes into the, he's like dude like my group's been balling on like to the rest or uh until we got cut well, you know on 10 we all had they start on 10 on 10 they all had like eight 10 feet for birdie and one of them made it so one guy makes birdie and then on 11 they all had inside 10 feet for uh birdie and he's like my group's playing so good and seb strock is sitting across from him kind of he's like I just started birdie Eagle on 10 and 11 and everyone goes like, it's like the record stopped. And everyone was like, what? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's like, I don't want to stop. I was like, I just made an Eagle on one and you're dumping all over my Eagle. Cause he had to play 11 into the wind. 10 is obviously impossible. So it was like, so it was a crazy, but fun day. Then we go down to warm up. They call us off the warm up. I'm literally walking to the T and they call us off the warm up. And Joe went up to the caddy area and Scovrin, uh, who obviously that's our buddy, but like, he's, you know, besides Joe, like he's the other dude, he lives in Scott. So he's like close as can be. And Ricky Fowler, who's like the man is down there and Ricky's hitting balls hitting. You saw the videos, but like yeah, all yeah. the trick shots, everybody's hitting. So I just sat behind Ricky, which people would pay for. I've done it in the past and just sat and just watched him hit. And Ricky would hit a few balls, turn around. We'd chat it up. Like I've been lucky to get to, get to know him he literally went to high school with my wife so like we have like this cool connection and we're just like hanging out talking chatting loose brian Harmon's sitting there and you're just like kind of having fun watching caddies throw golf balls watching john rom try to flop it over the uh net watching uh dj hit lob wedges while aj is sprinting trying to catch them is that, what, the was, is that what he was doing that's what he was trying to do he did it two times i was like you're gonna blow out a hammy <laughs> uh, but it was just so fun like you're just kind of I don't know. Did it like feel like junior golf almost? Yeah, you can, you can, I guess you can glamorize anything once the, you have the storybook finish, but I went to Chica this week on Monday. um, And I'm doing this on Saturday. Just felt like, like legit hashtag golf, Shane. Like, why do you love golf? Because it's dumb shit like this. Like where you have the, literally I'm sitting on the range with the best golfers in the whole world. The best golfers in the whole world. And everyone's like, how far do you think you could cut it? And you're like, I don't know, probably 60 <laughs> yards. And you're like, you know, hitting these like fun, like whole shots. Ricky's hitting these eight irons to the freaking moon. And we're 
Brian Harmon, every time he hit it, he would press start on his uh, uh, stopwatch to see how long it would be in the air. And I think Ricky got one to 8.8 seconds. It was just like, <laughs> it was so fun. And then, then they're like, all right, starting again. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, why not? Let's go. And it was, it was, I don't know. It was such a fun, it was such a weird, but fun week. But yeah, that win for a minute was like, I do think uh, that I don't think the win was as outrageous as like the greens were too fast. And like Dustin and I were talking about, it. we were bummed that they said like, Oh, we're going to slow down the greens. We're going to water them. Cause we're like, this course is perfect right now. Right. Like it is perfect, but they did. And I was, I was, I was, you know, and, and grateful for it because I don't think it changed too much. It got a little slower and obviously it was playable, but like the wind was, I don't think the wind was too difficult. I just, to everybody on Twitter, cause I was, you know, I looked at it and I was talking to the no laying up guys who obviously wanted the carnage and, and I like right. carnage when I'm watching, not so much when I'm playing, but it was, it was dumb. Like you have two footers that are, that are rolling away and it's fun to watch, but at the same time, it was a little much, but it wasn't because of the wind. It was just because the green, like, like, I think we talk about fair and and um, and dangerous and unplayable and like weather stuff. Like, should we do lift clean and play? Should we do the X, Y, and Z? And in this case, I'm always on the side of like make it impossible and just like we should tough it out. But when when you, like Jamie Holmes had two feet for par on or three feet for par on blew on off the four, green and it blew off the green. Like that's when it it's like I'm, I'm cool with like having fun and being excited about like golf being crazy. But at that point, it's like what are we doing? Like. If, if I'm leading or Dustin's leading and he has, he hits a great bunker shot to a foot and then has, and it stops and he has 25 feet from off the green. It's like, do you, do you want to watch it? Sure. But like, that's not the spirit of what we're trying to do here. And I think that, I think the tour got it right. They probably should have cut the greens maybe on Friday afternoon. Cause we all knew it was going to be windy. So one of the guys said, he's like, we didn't know it was going to be that windy today. I'm like, Joe was like, I knew on Monday it was going to be this windy. We all have the <laughs> I got an app on my phone like, yeah. that tells like, me. Saturday always was going to be the biblical day. And <laughs> it was like, it was kind of silly, but at the same time, I don't know. It was fun. It turned so, out to so, be a fun day. So that was kind of the cool part. Long day, but fun day. You come back Sunday morning. You make a great par putt on 14, like six feet. And, and then on 15, you make an equally tough putt. And I mean, you're like, you're fist pumping these putts in. I'm fist I was pumping these putts in. Oh. I told you last week. I was like, when you tell me, you're like, I like when you fist pump. I'm like, when I'm vibing, I'm fist pumping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wrote on Twitter, most fist pumps I've ever done in my entire life around a golf course <laughs> for myself over the last two days. But, you know, so we did, we did this like one minute update on golf today. Okay. So just Damon and I did kind of a voice update. And then PJ Tour Live was going to be shown on Golf Channel until you guys finished the third round. And then we came on to kind of wrap it up. So I'm in the studio with Damon watching this. Right. And I mean, I'm like a, I'm like a five-year-old golf fan. I mean, every putt you're making, I'm like, let's go. And I'm like screaming, my producer screaming in my ear, like we're getting all fired <laughs> up yeah. and you finish. And, and then of course, everybody's like Max is in the final group. And, and I knew, and it's funny, Damon responded on Twitter, but I knew it's who tees off, not who puts out. Oh, you did. So we thought that we did. We, so we, Joe asked it, Joe was like, you got screwed at the final group. And I was like, I think that we've been lied to our whole lives thinking that whoever finishes on 18 first place last week. Well, if you're in the same group and you tie, I think it's what the rule is. So it's the first person to tease off, which I think the reason that is, and this is a a total guess, by the way. My thinking on that is, if in theory you wanted to make sure you were in the final group, 
you might rush up and try to knock exactly. In a yeah, you could gamesmanship them. Yeah. Well, and, and also you could miss it, right? Which you could sure. miss a three footer, which you don't go through your process. So who misses I think, a three footer? Yeah, no, nobody in the world. I don't know, but nobody on this podcast. That's for damn sure. <laughs> nobody. On um, this, why would so, you? So then you come back out on Sunday and and you play you play solid golf, but you know, Max, I, I I didn't hear a lot of people talking about this. You know, you have been very open and honest about your struggles with the driver when you were really at your lowest of lows. I mean, that was the club that really defeated you when you would play. You talked on this podcast, you've talked on No Laying Up very openly about you'd play around knowing you were going to kind of hit a foul ball and you just kind of had to get around that. Uh, you hit not a great drive on 11. You already mentioned the, the getting away with one, but you didn't miss a drive after that. I think you hit 12, 13, 15, 17, and 18 fairway, like bombed them, didn't you? Yeah, I... So the only reason I told Joe this right after I hit it, the only reason I hit that drive bad on 11 was eight. You have to fly a bunker. That's like two ninety or something. And you just want to hit it as hard as you can. And, and that fairway sets up for a cut. And then nine was a little down off left. And you want to try to fly that bunker on the left. So I swung, I was in this really good pace. Mark and I were talking all week about just like, if I'm patient uh, in my transition uh, with my driver, I, I, they have become like a good driver, but I have to like tone it, not tone it back. It's just not rush it. But those two swings, I had to smash them. And I smashed Dude, you two in a row. smoked the one on nine. Like you swung out of your smoked. shoes. I swung out because I was like, I don't care. Like Matt hit it further than me because he hit it flat. But I was like, I don't care about flat. I'm going to fly that bunker, like whatever it takes. And so I swung really hard and I got out of my rhythm a little bit with those. And I got to 11 and 11 all week. I was hitting this beat because the fairways were so firm. I was hitting these BBs that would, if it hits the fairway, it rolls like an extra 40 yards, which is the fun of Riviera. When it gets like that, it's like you can get it down there with any club. You get a four iron, you know, like 270 if you just hit it low enough. So I was in this good rhythm on 11 and uh, for the week. And I got there and I just, I told Joe, I said, I think because my last two drives, I actually let it go. I got up there and had the feeling of like letting it go. And it was bad because that's not what the game plan was, but it was almost good. It happened there because I got to 12 and I knew I was like, you swung too hard, too fast on 11, like tone it back and like, just be patient. Like you're going to hit it far. You're going to, if I hit it out of the middle, like my ball goes pretty far. Cam Smith asked me on like Thursday. He's like, how do you swing? Like, he's like, you look like you're not hitting it. And it goes out there. And I was kind of thinking, I was like, that's kind of my thing. It's like, I can swing in pace and like, kind of smash it especially at a course when it's firm so that was the only swing where i kind of got out of my out of my like kind of flow of of swinging patient and like just letting the middle of the golf club the titleist golf club by the way do its <laughs> nice. thing and it was okay that it happened you know i got like i said i got super lucky on the layup but it was the only swing i kind of i kind of got out of but then i i literally hit the best drive of my life on 12 because Matt Jones hit before me and hooked it out of bounds. And I've never really thought of left being in play. It is, but I've never thought about it. And I got up there and I'm like, do not think about what just happened. Because in my head, the, 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 the day before on 12, I hit a drive that I thought was five yards right of my line. And I get up there and some, I walked all the way up to the fairway looking for my ball in the rough, like at 140 out, 150 out. And they're like, Oh, it hit a tree. You have 230 in it. I'm like, I didn't even hit that drive that far right. Like, right. So all the whole walk up to 12, I'm like, you're going to hit, you're going to start it left and you're going to cut this thing back. We're not going to mess with right. We're going to get it over there. And then Matt hits it left. And I'm like, don't, don't look <laughs> at it. Like, don't think about it. Cause our, <laughs> my thing was, I was going to start this thing left. Like no matter what, now all of a sudden I'm like, well, there's no B over there. You know, like, don't, <laughs> don't be that guy. 
so when I hit that thing down the middle, I was like, you know what, dude? And then I, on 13, I, I've struggled in the past to draw a driver, like a tight draw, but we've been working really hard on having it in the bag. And every day on the range, I'll, I'll hit mostly cuts, but I'll hit a couple tur- like draws to like feel how my swing, like sw- it's almost a barometer of like, where's your swing at for me. Gotcha. And I was like, all right. I was like, you're going to hit, I had been doing it all week, but I was like, you're going to hit this little draw now. And I hit that draw down the fairway. And I was just like, dude, at the very least, I was like, your swing is in a great spot at the moment because you're working it both ways. And to conquer those two tee shots kind of felt like it, it felt like gravy for the rest of the day. Cause I was, I was like, you 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 are doing a lot of good things. Like you, hit, you hit both. You hit you hit the cut and then you hit the, the hit tight the draw. I mean, those those you're working at both ways in the body draws. There was no hand flippy in it. Like it was it was it wasn't like oh I timed it up. It was you're you're in a good place here. So you get to seventeen eighteen where I can hit my cut again. And it just felt easy. I was like, if you swing smooth, it's getting out there. Eighteen was the furthest drive I probably ever hit in my life. With like considering like I felt like I smoothed it. I don't know. It was, it was one of those things, like you said, I made, I, I think I made two not good swings all day yesterday. The second shot on two and the drive on 11. And it's like, man, you go around like Fred couple said, you go around Riviera, you just play solid, hit, hit as many good shots as you can and just kind of add them up. And, um, then they're, and they're missed in the right spot, you know, like two's missed in the, the right, right spot. spot. I mean, that's what always. I kept seeing is you, you kept playing it smarter you had a couple shots that would get away from you kind of out of the rough like i remember you won on 15 yeah. i think on when you came in the restart on sunday morning and you hit a hell of a shot but it just you know was came out of the rough so it yeah, raised by it's just rib, 40 know? feet 50, that's <laughs> yeah. just that's just riv right um before we get into the kind of meat of that final round well uh, i'm gonna add one thing though sorry yeah. really quick just because i think it's important but mark at the beginning of the week uh we had like a talk and he said i want you to play this week i'm a perfectionist he knows that we've had a long talk about that uh, you know, in Alabama, right before Mexico. And I told him, I gave him basically all my mental stuff. I told him what I deal with. I said, I got this thing. I think it's called imposter syndrome. I was like, I have a hard time believing in myself. I want you to know that you're my coach now. Like I'd hired him like the week before. I was like, you need to know this just for you to know and maybe help, but just understand that. I was like, I'm a bulldog. I'm a, uh, I'm a fight, but I have this thing that like, I don't believe it's hard for me to have a lot of self-confidence. So I felt like he did such a good job this week on Tuesday or Wednesday because he said, hey, he goes, I know you're a perfectionist. He's like, I noticed your body language at times gets a little down. He goes, I want you to have great body language this week and walk tall and proud. But he's like, um, we're going to have a mantra this week. It's position over perfection. I don't care how you hit the golf shot. If we leave it in the right spot, that's the game plan. Like, who cares if you didn't flush it? Who cares if it was off the heel? Who cares if it wasn't the perfect shot? We're going to continue to leave it and play chess and always be in the right spot. And Joe texted me after Saturday. I know we didn't finish, but after Saturday's round, he goes, that's how you play position over perfection. No worries about what's going on. No worries about if it's on the green or not. We're going to leave it where we need to leave it. And it was so perfect of Mark to bring that up because it was like I was playing some great golf. And if I'd miss a shot, typically I'd be a little down like, oh man, like I can't believe I didn't hit that thing great. But it's like, if it's in the right place especially at a place like riviera that's literally how you play the game so position over perfection was so vital because especially on a day like saturday and in the restart it was like you know 15 as you as you reference like it was a hard shot and i hit it i hit the tee shot okay and i hit the second shot really well and every time i'd hit a shot i'd try to be vocal to joe and be like 
hit it really well. Like what's there to be mad about? We left it long of the hole. It's uphill. You know, Dustin hit, hit, a, hit a, a decent shot, but he shorted the hole, which is a harder putt. And he ran it past where I was. So I was like, we're continuing to play golf, like play the game as it was meant to be played. It's not necessarily about hitting it to a foot every time. It's about leaving it where you can make it as stress-free as possible. And the, the reason I bring it up is I just feel like that was an important part of the week was focusing more on where the ball was going to finish and less on like how great the shot was and how perfect you hit the golf ball. It was like, I'm hitting a lot of good shots. When you, when you, when you don't have one that fits, it's like, all right, like four, where are you going to leave it? That leaves you the best shot and or best position to make a par. And I felt like we just, we, we killed like Joe and I killed it at that this week. It was always, it was always okay. If, 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 we're in between or halfway, you know, it's kind of what I learned from uh, Palm Springs, but if you're in between or you, you're not perfect uh, with, with, with the shot that's going to come up, like it's just not going to be a perfect number. It's like, well, where do we, where do we, where do we leave it if we're going to not be perfect? And it was like, all right, well, it's going to be short here. It's going to be long here. It's going to be right here. It's going to be left here. So even uh, the shot on two that stunk, I didn't commit to it, but at least I left it right. And it's like, I walk up to that putt thinking, okay, it wasn't a great swing, but like, this is where you wanted to miss if you're going to miss. And it's like doing that for four days was really cool. So I just want to shout out Mark for that. That was a, that was a good insight. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, before the get through the final round, uh, just, I, we got to talk on the bunker shot on 10 um, was uh, I mean, we, we aired it on the show <laughs> yesterday and we aired some of the tweets about it, but you hit it there. You know, you kind of overcut the three wood or whatever yeah, comes gosh, up short. Idiot. That's the brutal flag stick. <laughs> And it was funny, dude, because you were walking up and and I didn't see how you played it on Friday because you made bogey on Friday, right? On 10. Yeah. You looked like you hit it right on 10 there and then you just kind of chipped it sideways and you just played yeah. it like the smart guy. Like I might make five, but maybe I make four. It was funny. You were walking up to it and I was thinking in my head as you're walking up to it, you either hit it left out here to 40 feet and you try to make par or you say, F it, I'm going to try to win the tournament. And it was funny. You hit it and, and you pulled it off. And I mean, everybody went crazy, you know, like yeah. Oberholzer's going nuts on Hubbard goes crazy on social. Everybody's going crazy. It's one of the greatest shots, maybe in the history of the 10th hole at Riviera, which is saying something. And uh, it was just funny because when you were, when you hit it there and walked up, I just was in my head again, I'm, I'm across the freaking country watching this shit. And I'm like, dude, it's kind of one of those moments. Like sometimes you got to try it. You know, I can't believe you pulled it off. I can't either. It, I told Joe literally after the ball laid, I said, this is the best shot I've ever hit in my life. And short game's been like a spot of bother for me for like two years. It's gotten a lot better. Um, James O's helped me. Uh, Derek Dominski's helped me. Uh, and Mark has helped me. And Mark, especially this week, we got into like short game because I kind of told him, I was like, if there's one thing holding me back from being like the best, it's probably short game. Um, and of all the things in short game, the one thing I am comfortable with, Josh Gregory, I need to shout out too, is like bunkers. Like bunkers, I feel comfy. Like I'm good out of the sand. And I got on that shot and I would be lying if I said I was trying to hit it to eight feet. Like I didn't <laughs> think it was possible. But at the same time, if I if I do what I did the day before, which was I, I'm all good with how I played it Saturday. I was pitching it left and I, I, I hit my putt a little hard, but it, it's a bad spot to be. I'm okay with five there. You can't make six. Like that, that's the game. It's such an interesting hole. I don't think it's a perfect golf hole, but it's fun and it's great for, for tournament tournament play. You said, but you, you said you like the chaos of it. So I think you chaos. said after the I round, mean, you, you said you just love there's it. chaos. 
I hit it right at the pin on accident, but I hit it right at the pin on on Saturday. And it's like you're pitching literally dead left of the hole. Taylor did it today. He made the putt for birdie. But it's like you you just play to make it the easiest par you can make. And I did it. Like I said, I played the hole well on Saturday after the tee shot. And I make bogey. And that's like you literally, you're okay. You live with that. But I got up there on, on, on I'm sorry, on uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday. Sorry, I played it left. And so you, you get on Saturday and the issue was is if I went left and did what I did the day before, the putt to the back back pin is almost, it's not impossible, but it's really hard. You saw where Dustin was and he pitched it long in the bunk because it's just, there's so much slope on the right that there's nowhere to leave it. So Joe and I went through the whole thing and, and we both agreed. We're like long bunker where Dustin ended up getting it to like an inch is the spot to leave it. So, okay, so I said, I'm going to hit the shot at the pin, maybe just right to soften the blow a little bit. Because if you're just trickling the bunker on the upslope, it's into the wind. It was a really easy, again, position over perfection. It's a very easy bunker shot relative for 10. And I got in there, and it was long bunker shot, which helped because you can spin it a shade more. It was not a great lie, all in all. It looks like it was sitting down. It was sitting down. It was a little on the downslope. So it was like, but but I stood up to the shot, and I, Again, having the idea is like long doesn't kill us. We'll make par. And even if it comes up a little short right and it goes into the upslope, like it's still fairly doable. And again, I'm not accepting bogey, but we're playing golf as best we can. We're just like whatever the best score we can make here is what we can make. But I had this weird feeling. I was like, if I if I hit this thing, like I know I can hit it. I might be able to stop it on the back half, like back fringe. I might be able to. I saw Waco's ball like kind of stop. and. Again, I saw where DJ ended up, and his ball was fine. Like, I thought he would make par 9 out of 10 times. So I was like, I sort of let Sean, and I said, this is the golf term right here if you don't believe in it. And I remember thinking that to myself. This is the golf term. I said, if you commit to this thing, and even if it doesn't go on the green, the golf term is you trusting this shot because you, you kind of need to not take it on. Like, I guess necessarily I did 18 at Pebble the week before, but it was like, you need to, you need to own this shot right now because i said you can do this like you can hit it on the back fringe if you hit it 10 out of 10 and i hit it and it made that noise everybody knows out of the bunker that's like the slap noise yeah, the and i hit it and yeah the thump and i was like right when i hit it i didn't even again sister over perfection i did not care where it went because <laughs> i freaking clipped it and i saw it land and i was like you have to be joking aj D- dj's brother looked at me and was giving me like a and i like a little look and i guess i guess Joe said on the way up to the green, before we even hit the bunker shot, Dustin had the pitch from 40 yards left, and I had the bunker shot. And Joe joked to AJ and said, which bunker do you want to rake? Do you want to rake, rake ours after we hit it, or do you want to rake <laughs> Dustin's after he has to get it hit, puts in the back bunker? And AJ joked, he goes, oh, we'll take our chances. So when I hit it on the green, Joe and AJ kind of were, like, I guess, laughing. We <laughs> were like, we did not expect to be the one not having to rake two bunkers. <laughs> and it was just one of those things. I mean. I don't know, like 10 today uh, or yesterday on uh, like the pitch from the tree was really cool and it was hard or whatever the moment, but that shot on 10, I, 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 I don't know. It Best was, shot you've I've ever never, Ever. I've never gotten so many texts about one shot I've ever hit. I mean, my fl- phone was, I probably had 30 texts from people being like, I don't know how you did it, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> I told every single person, I was like, that's the best shot I've ever hit. Not even counted under the gun. Like you could put me there on a Tuesday for fun and I, that was just all time, but I've seen it. James Hahn did it. DJ did it in the playoff. Sometimes you have to be a little, 
a little gutsy and kind of trust what you're doing. Also knowing that the reason you're doing it is because here's your leave. It's long. Just maybe pull, if you pull off the shot, great. But if you don't, we're okay. Life goes on. And I pulled off and then I was like, you need to make this freaking putt. And all day Sunday, I was like, can we just make 10? That bunker shot on 10 means something. Because if you miss, if you, if you lose, no one cares. Like it's a cool shot. Our friends, you and I will talk about it as, oh, what a cool bunker shot. But I was like, if you win, it goes it's the shot. down and yeah. it's a shot. And so it was crazy, man. Yeah. All right. So, so then we'll, we'll go, let's go back to Sunday. Um, I already hit on the, I got, I have so many notes. It's unbelievable. Um, I already hit on the punch out on 11, which was hilarious because I wrote, I, I, wrote, I wrote that on Twitter. I wrote that on Twitter. I was like, I'm asking him about that. I, I, that went through a window. I, and, you know, again, when you're watching on TV, sometimes the angles are different for us, right? No, so like, maybe, it was the angle. Maybe it was fine. <laughs> and I was trying to, like, pause the YouTube TV to see where it went through. And it's just harder to do on digital. I'm like, I'm like pausing the TV. I mean, God bless my wife because she has to put up with all this goofy shit I'm doing as we're watching golf. Like, she is not a golfer. I mean, she's a Max fan and a friend of yours. But I'm, like, doing all this goofy stuff. She's like, can we just watch the damn golf? And uh, And so – you, I mean, like I said, you you hit a bad tee shot there, and then you just kind of start grooving. Like every swing is solid. Every swing is solid. Your shot on fourteen, uh, it went over, but it was solid. Like it was right at the flagstick. Uh, and then, you know, you get to fifteen, and nobody was making birdie of fifteen all day. That's the hole that kind of owed you one from last year, right? I mean, you hit yeah. a perfect putt on fifteen in twenty twenty, and it just rolls the high lip and didn't go in. And you and I talked a lot about that on this podcast last year. But then you get to 16, and I would say if you were going to go through kind of your career mulligans, you'd probably take That's the tee shot on 16, one, yeah. would be number one. Okay, so there you go. And you just hit, you know, it reminded me, dude, it reminded me of the shot you hit. It was at the 3M last year on 17, yeah, I think. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. And you hit that 7-iron on, on the 3M. And I, and I just remember because, you know, I'm, I live, I watch golf as me, not you, because I'm me. And I get Good nervous point. when I play golf, right? And so there are times where, like, you stood on 16T, and I'm thinking about last year, and I'm rooting so freaking hard. And, you know, Henry's in here being fun, and Harlow's here, and we're all, like, the family's watching our friend, right? And you just hit the shot, and I think Griner's like, I, what did he, he said something like, just be be as good or be and I kept listening. Do what for he the said, gym. do what you're supposed to, ball. Nice. Yeah. And 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 <laughs> Finau had just thrown one in there with a whole bunch of spin and got it close. And it was just, you know, it, again, it like it kind of goes back to what I was saying about watching you all week and just kind of keeping my distance because you were just in a zone. Is like last year you hit kind of a, a peely weak shot into 16. And a year later, it's a different max with a different mentality and different feeling. And it's the same hole. And you throw an absolute dart in there. And it was just, it just felt like that moment to me, like, I don't know when the moment happened for you, but to me watching, when you hit that shot on 16, I told myself, like, I think he, I think he's going to win. Like I thought yeah. you were going to be the champion. So in a uh, long, long winded version of this, but in college, uh, my last college round ever uh, was match play of the year that we were the best team. Cal was the best team in, in college golf, probably history. And you I guys won. Tell, tell people how, if they had don't know yeah. the stats. How many did you win? We won eleven of thirteen events uh, before national championship, and the two we lost were by one. We had three first team All Americans and two second team All Americans. We have three guys on the PJ Tour. We now have three wins on the PJ Tour. Like we were like all stars. It was the most. You won NCAA's that year. I won NCAA's. Michael Kim was Player of the Year. Brandon Hagee on the team, obviously on the PJ Tour. Uh, Michael Weaver. Uh, all American first team, all American Joel Stalter, who just won on the European tour. Like we had a team, we had, we had a squad of boys and 
it was it kind of came down to me and, and i think everyone on that team would admit because i was the one who didn't redshirt of me michael uh weaver and Hagee. i was the team leader is the best way to say it. i don't think i was the best player on the team but i was the team leader like i was vocal i i, I felt like i helped push the guys to be their best self and that was my role on the team while also trying to play good golf so at that week i win national championship I win my match on uh, the first round. And then the second round, I get paired up with Thomas Peters, who anybody who watches golf does. Thomas Peters is a world beater. He's an unbelievable player. So it comes on to us. And we play a great round of golf. We go to playoff and we end up going to 20 holes. And I hit a poor wedge shot on the 20th hole. And I had 30 feet and I ran it by and I put it really poorly that day. And I had six to eight feet for par to keep the match going. And I missed it. And it was legitimately heartbreaking because that that year, that team, like they're all, they were all my brothers. I, I didn't want to be the guy to let everybody down. It hurt. And I got on a flight and I was flying to the U.S. Open qualifier, like on a red eye the next, or uh, sorry, not a red eye, but like the next morning I was flying like at the crack of dawn and I'm sitting on that plane. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, I was so upset. And I kept telling myself, I was like, give me, I said, give me that. I, I don't know when I'm going to have it again, but give me an eight footer that matters and I'll be ready for it. Like, I just, I just kept telling myself, I was like, get, I want that freaking chance again because i blew it and i won it again because i don't want that thing to own me it's the same way i feel about 18 the putt i missed this week i was like it doesn't own me i just need another chance like give me the chance again so i went there and lo and behold that next day at the at the qualifier for the u.s open i had eight feet to keep a playoff going and it was so fun because i was like i begged and pleaded on this flight home that i could have this chance and i have it 24 hours later so i felt like ready for it so as we talked about on the podcast and as you just brought up, like I just wanted of all the mulligans in my life, I just want 16 back. And this morning or yesterday morning, it, I know it was different win, but it was a back, right pin. It was hard as hell. And I was like, you're keeping this thing in the middle left of the green. And you're going to drive it in there and, and you're going to make a good. And I made such a good swing. Like Joe asked me a lot when we're playing well after the days, he said, what's your favorite and least favorite shot you hit? And I told him, I said, 16 is a nine iron. It, no one would think that. But it had a little, I had a little bit of that demon's thought of like, come on, like this is where you lost the golf tournament last year, 100%. So I get up there this after, uh, Sunday afternoon, and it, now it's into the win. And it's basically the same type of shot I had last year. I mean, you saw it. I mean, Matt Jones hits in the left bunker. Taylor hit it short right to the right bunker. It's a hard golf shot. And I just like, I was thinking, I was like, how cool is this that you get this chance? You want that you wanted this chance with everything in your in your being, and you have it in the best possible time. Sunday with the lead. I just saw Sam hit bogey to go back to tide. I was like, all right, this is what we have been asking for. Prove that you learned something. And I just thought back to even Tiger at 12 at Augusta in 19 when he won. He's like, I saw Brooks come up short. I saw Molinari come up short. All I was thinking to myself was drive it in there and 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 keep that thing just flat and as 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 kind of not left as you can but like don't you don't don't puff it like just keep it down and i hit it and it just was such a like exhale of like okay like like i said just like college i i just wanted i knew i learned and i wanted to prove that i learned because to anybody in the world i i outside looking it's always so different you're like oh he did this and did that it's like it's never to me i i've never i haven't choked much i choked a little on the putt on 18 but i haven't choked much it's just i i i didn't commit a lot of the time and that one was fun because i I, it was such a perfect flashback of like you remember what you did last year you did not commit you let it flow like 
hit your shot. Like you are not missing golf shots right now. Just like last year, I was like, you're not missing. Just trust it and flatten that thing out. And it was one of those like pinch me type moments. I guess it's it's one of those, you you kind of manifest a little bit. You're like, when you ask to have it again, when you get it again, you're freaking ready. Like, yeah. it's not like, a, oh no, I don't want this. It's like, no, no, I asked for this. I want this to be just like it was last year. And I want to take this on because as you said, a, a career mulligan, it's like not a lot of people get the second chance at it. So you got to do your best to put yourself in that position again, and you damn sure better be ready for it when it happens. And I felt like I was really ready to have that in off the left wind on 16 with terminal line. And I was like, I'm not doing that two times in a row. <laughs> so uh, you, you, you mentioned playing with Gooch. Um, I, I, I noted this. Uh, he had the bunker shot on 17 before you. Uh, was that helpful to to be able to kind of see what he did at all or not really? Not really, because I, I almost asked him if we could trade bunker shots because he was on the upslope and my lie sucked. Your lie sucked. Sucked. I deserved it. I'd hit a terrible seven wood. The heaven would let me down. Oh, no. Oh, it was a seven. 17. It let me down. Oh. I let myself down. But did you leave it in L.A. or did it make the trip back home? It made the trip okay, home. Good. It, I, it, it definitely did its job. Um, <laughs> it didn't help. The way it helped was... Even in that moment, I'm rooting for him to play great. Right. And he did not have the best day. But I want, you know, you all, you want to see your your guys play good. And I, I was in a good mindset right then. And I wanted to see him play well. So I don't think it helped me literally, like, to, to the golf shot. But I think it helped me mentally because I felt like I was invested in what he was doing okay. a little bit. And then I got in there. I was like, you know, hit a shot. And and. I, it was a hard shot. It wasn't impossible. I had a slight upslope, but it was downwind. But just, I don't know. Sometimes when you're, like I said, the group was such a big deal. Like I'm rooting them on and they're rooting me on. I felt it. Like I felt them. Wanting anytime you I to asked Matt, make exactly. Anytime I asked Matt, if I could tap in, if I would be in a through line every time, it wasn't just that he said, yeah, go for it. He would, he would like, you could feel him being like, whatever you want, like whatever you want. And that's the thing is like, I'm fortunate out here. I have some good, good friends and I have some, some people that, you know, we might not be great friends off the, like, you know, day to day, but I feel like we're close inside the ropes at a tournament and I'm playing with two guys that I am close with and to feel that energy and then try to like, try to reciprocate the energy back was big. So like I said, like, like I said, when Taylor hit his bunker shot, it made me happy because I wanted him. I mean, shoot the dude finished birdie birdie. Like I wanted him right. to, He's an unbelievable golfer. I've referenced Sam Burns and Taylor Gooch on this podcast. And I hope people are starting to recognize how good they are because, you know, they're the guys. Like, they're the future of golf. You know, maybe not, you know, I can't promise that they're going to be number one in the world, but they're going to be the guys you see forever on, on TV. So I want him to do that. I want him to, to prove it to himself and to others selfishly for me. So when he hit the shot, it just made, I think it just gave me a burst of like the endorphins of a gotcha. nice T. Like, let's go T. And then, I'm like, all right, you're up. You know, yeah. this is like, just keep it, keep it bouncing. Taylor has a tournament he puts on every year called the Malapeno Invitational. And like, I've kind of felt like we were in the Malapeno. It's a drink-a-thon and, <laughs> you know, you play golf in between drinks. And uh, so I was just like, oh, this is like the Mal with just a few less beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just throw, throw it up there. So did yeah. you feel like you had to make four? Like when you were in the fairway, yeah. when you had that bunker shot, did you feel like I got to make four? Like I'm, I, if I don't make four, I don't win. I saw Tony putt. 
and I heard a clap and there's not a lot of claps. So when it was a clap, it felt like every, every time it was a clap, it was a birdie. Like from, just from what I was seeing on the scoreboard and the scoreboard is angled. Like you can't see it from the fairway on 17. So I was like, I think he made birdie. And I saw Sam bogeyed f- 14. So I knew I was tied. I didn't know he bogeyed 15 yet. So I was like, all right, it's me. It's me and Tony. 18. I will say I did tell myself if you don't birdie it, you're birdie in 18. Like gotcha. I did have a good mindset there. And I asked, I think Jordan said it last speed said it last week, but you just asked for like a chance on 18. That's right. kind of what in the beginning of the week, that's what all you really asked for. And considering I was two back to start there, I just really wanted and six back to start the third round. I just wanted a shot. Like, whatever it was. So I was very accepting, but I did feel like after that drive, I was like, you need to, you know, you kind of need to make birdie here. It's a lot easier than 18 is going to be. So I was like, all right. And and I, I made, again, it was, it wasn't as bad a swing as, as 11, but I got out of my rhythm and tried to smash. I was a little in between and I was pissed, but the good news was, is that it was short in the bunker. So it gave me some room. If you're pin high in that bunker, it's going to be tough, but I was a little shorter in the bunker as you saw with, with Gucci's and you have a shot. But it was fun because the putt on 16, I missed. And I thought I hit an okay putt. And 17, 17's putt ended up meaning so much more long-term because when I missed it on 18, my brain clicked into, you didn't, I mean, I did say I choked. And I told Joe I choked a little bit because I was nervous. But I didn't doubt myself because I just made the one on right. 17. So it H- like, had to make it, had to make it. Had to make it. Shoot, kind yeah, of a curler, like just it was it like left, a little lip? left to right, left yeah. lip, downhill. I owned my stroke. I was like, I'm burying it. And so when you miss on 18, it's almost like you're like, yeah, but you also made the one on 17. Like you can't think you're not clutch if you didn't if you didn't make it on 17. If I miss both, then you kind of like lose it maybe a little bit as the confidence goes. But that it meant a lot more late, like later like as the playoff was starting because i was like no i'm still the guy that makes the putt when you need to make it i miss one putt that i needed to make who cares like i'm the guy who misses putts inside five feet and, and wins golf tournaments at times you know like live with it and let's move on because so that's why 17 mattered a bit like looking back on it Max, let's talk about our new sponsor, Ramsill Golf Club in Borrego Springs, California. Now you know I can't promise you nor the listeners that you'll hit a 400 plus yard drive like I've done in perfect conditions out there. But what I can promise is Rams Hill will always provide a memorable golf experience. That's why it's one of my favorite buddy trip destinations these days. The Tom Fazio Golf Course, which hosted the USGA four ball, the qualifier this last year that I played in and failed to get through, is always fun. The desert setting, beautiful. The people friendly. The facilities are top notch. And the lodging, especially House on the Hill, which is one of my favorite golf houses anywhere in the world, makes you want to stay and play as many days as you can fit in your schedule. Add in some of the best food you'll find at a golf resort, plus the post-round apple caramel cookies. Trust me, you want to save a little bit of room for these cookies. Rams Hill's a no-brainer. It's a solid day trip for anybody in Southern California and the perfect stay and play for any golf traveler who's visiting San Diego, L.A., or Palm Springs or wants to make the drive from as far away as Las Vegas or Phoenix, which I've done a couple times now. I cannot wait to get back out there this fall. We're going to run a contest later this year to give two lucky listeners the chance to tee it up at Ramsill Golf Club. It's that good, and it's one of those courses I can't stop talking about. If you want more information about Ramsill Golf Club in Southern California, visit www.ramsill.com and use their new stay and play request form to customize your next golf getaway. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Probiotics aren't a trend anymore. They're a mainstay in the health and wellness aisle of your favorite store. And Nature's Way Women's Probiotic Pearls are the easiest way to introduce a probiotic into your routine. I mean, they're just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. But they still pack that probiotic punch. Each tiny pearl has one billion active cultures and protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they actually support both digestive and vaginal health, so that's a win-win. And according to my little fact sheet here, they're designed with a triple-layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, so they can make it all the way to your small intestine where they're needed most. You probably didn't think we'd be talking about the small intestine today, did you? Well, digestive health is kind of important. If you know, you know. To learn more about Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls and how they can fit into your routine, visit naturesway.com. So, so we get to 18, um, you smoke one again, driving it great. Uh, you have like 120 something in, it was like a 131. What was it? 131. 131. And you had sandwich. It must have, was it helping? I'm assuming it was helping. <laughs> I, I, so our favorite wedge shot we have is 119 and it's a gap wedge. I took up one inch and I hit a th- whatever my three quarter feel is and it goes wide. It's if I'm on my track, man, if there's a bet I'll ever lay with anybody, it would be, I'll get it inside of three yards on my lane from 119. Like that's, that's my spot. That's so your I, get number. I see it's my number. So I see 131. I'm like, I looked at Joe. I said, it's a 119 shot. Like, uh Oh, and he goes, it's not, it's sandwich. I'm like, what? I was like, it's 131. He goes, it has to fly whatever. He was so spot on. So it just has to fly this, this, and whatever. So I was like, God, all right. And then it started to make sense. I was like, well, if I aim it a little right and I hit the draw, it gets there because it's it's going to go a little further. And if I don't, I have 22 feet pit, like straight up the hill. So it made it more sense. So I was like, okay, well, now I got to stay on 131. <laughs> and I hit this thing. And I remember like I tilted my shoulders back a little bit. And as I hit it, I kind of gave it a little right hand to shoot it up. Because I figured if I can hit it high, the wind would do what it had to do. And I hit it. This ball was as high as I've ever seen myself hit a golf ball. And it landed. And I'm like, oh, my God, I did it. I just won the golf right. tournament. I was like, it's literally a straight uphill three-footer. Like, even you can't miss this putt. Nervous. And and I get up there. And it's like, good, nah, these it's are good like thoughts, right by the way. Yeah. I was like, it's right lip. And even Joe after, he's like, I thought we were going to have like a straight putt and it's like breaks like half a cup. 
Um, what, hey, what did the what did the guys say when you were walking up to your ball? They had the cameras on you, and you were kind of laughing with Joe about something to your right. What what were the people saying? It was, or- it was Matt. It was Jones. Matt said Matt, Matt was a great shot, dude. And he was like, "What you hit?" And I said, "I hit," because I heard him and his caddy talking about fifty two or or something else. And they were a few yards behind us. So when he said he was hitting fifty two, I was like, "Okay, I think I can get fifty six. So I had like an eight. I think I was eight to ten yards in front of it. Okay. And so he said something about the shot and we were laughing because I told him, I was like, dude, I literally just told myself, I said, you're going to hit this thing as high as you can and make the window. And he was laughing. He's like, yeah, he goes, that's why we went with the club less because you could just put up there. So we were just laughing because I was joking about like, I've never seen that golf ball that like literally that high there before. So we were just kind of messing around with like the shot. And then as we got close to the green, we could see how, how good it was and, and how good his was and how good Taylor's was. So it was like kind of, we were all just kind of, mucking it up a little bit laughing about um it, it's not a hard golf shot but it, it requires some precision and when you're kind of feeling it for all of us even you know i know that they they weren't out of like winning the golf room but for you know it's a, still a big shot they're in ninth place so it requires a lot of like you need to get this thing on the number because you you land it short left uh and like where tony was so you, it's tough where, yeah Oh, that's where Tony was. So, yeah, Tony, Tony had a great tee shot and awkward. came up short left, like in the exactly. Rough. Yeah. So then you're screwed in that. What I did last year was I landed too far and it bounced over and you're right, in right, right. So I think we all just appreciated how like precise all three of those shots. So, so, so there were, I think there were two birdies all day on 18 and your group gets there and they both make it. <laughs> And like Fallow's going crazy. He's like, oh, two more birdies. And, and you're in there. And I mean, you know, as you said, you kind of said, I won the golf tournament. Um, I'm laying, I'm laying full lay on the carpet in our apartment. I'm just laying on the ground. I'm not watching TV. Wife's going, Cindy's going nuts. I mean, she's just like, I can't believe Like, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, if he makes it, you know, if he makes this, he wins and, uh, and, and, and you get over it and, you know, it, and it hard lip outs. I mean, there was a couple of images on social, like the ball's like halfway down, <laughs> even with the lip out, it's like halfway down and lips out. So you miss that again. I, I got to go back to this. You. I, you know, last year, you know, you, you would get down on yourself on the golf course. I could see it. Like I could see your, your facial expressions. I could see the way you were on the golf course. I could kind of hear it in your voice sometimes after the tournaments. I knew it was tough. I knew you were battling and you just didn't have it, dude. Like you didn't have it on your face. Like it wasn't, you didn't look disappointed. Um, you didn't look frustrated. I mean, even if you were, you weren't, it didn't come out. It didn't come out. Um, and then you're on your phone. Everybody's like, what the hell's a guy doing on his phone? Of course, there was a trillion Twitter. He's checking his timeline. And uh, those jokes going around, but yeah, I, mean, I know you told this story in the press conferences and I know you, you taught, told it in a couple of interviews, but just you, you called Lacey after you signed the card and just kind of go through that. I'm not going to cry this time. because I've cried three times trying to tell the story. Uh, so beginning of every round, it, it's like since 2021 started, she'll tell me, she goes, Oh, I need to give you advice. She always forgets. She, I need to give you advice. She'll give me like a couple nuggets and they're, She'll admit they're dumb. Like it's off the top of her head. It's just a way of like being fun, whatever. So like supportive and, and light, supportive, like fun, like, like trying to keep it light. It's yeah. stupid. It's just, I don't know. It's Can fun. you give I'm us sure an example of a couple that were fun? Yeah. Like she always says putt smooth. Okay. Like whatever that. the fuck that means. I don't know. <laughs> um, so she'll say putt smooth. But so, so this last or this morning or last night, last night, I can't remember last night or this morning was no different. It was still just as goofy. It's not like she's all of a sudden like trying to find some deeps, but she said, uh, I have piece of advice. And I can't remember the other two. No, she said, be patient and forgive quickly. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. So I missed that putt and it sucked. 
it sucks. Joe even said, he goes, if Tiger wasn't there, I think you make the putt. I was thinking about Tiger. I wanted to be a clutch in front of the like birdie, belt, birdie finish, you know? you know, I want to be birdie, birdie finish. And I missed it and I didn't hit a great putt and it did help fast forward like four hours because Joe showed me the video of the putt and the putt was not as bad as I had thought. It just broke a freaking ton. So it made me feel better that I wasn't like, I didn't actually like screw up that bad. And it was a hard of all three footers to win. It was not easy. Poe and a break left, whatever. But I walk in there and I'm laughing because it's kind of a facade because I was pretty bummed. But I will say that I was super okay with the fact that I just shot a bogey-free 66. I've not made a bogey in a forever on that golf right. course. Any, I, I own that anybody in the world could say I choked and I would throw it right back in their face and said, I just played a perfect round of golf on Sunday. Perfect. You could take that putt and and make it sure, but it's still a perfect round of golf. I did we did nothing wrong. So I was I was taking that in and I kind of I kind of said it to Joe. I said, I choked. I'm sorry, buddy. And he was first guy on my back was like, I do not care. We're good. We're winning in the playoff. And it was cool to feel his positive energy. And then when Lacey called me, I had forgotten about the forgive quickly. And she calls me, or I called her, and I was like, I choked, babe. Like I screwed it up. And she goes, she goes, forgive quickly, let it go. And that was weird because it was like, shoot, like of all the dumb stuff we talk about before rounds, like that one actually resonated hard. And I was like, all right, I'm over it. And I, I went into, I know Tony made, it was weird. Tony shot 64. It's unbelievable on Sunday. Anybody saying that he doesn't have the clutch, you know, whatever is, is so wrong. He shot at 64 on a hard, hard golf tournament um, when he needed to. But I went into that thing saying, I'm the only guy out here who has not had a blemish. I'm the only guy out here playing golf like this. I was like, let's play as many holes as you want to play. I'm going to forgive myself fast. And I'm going to go hit a good three wood on 10. And let's just see what happens. Because I don't know. I would At that moment in time, I would have taken myself up for anybody on any hole f- f- for whatever you wanted. Because I was the guy playing the best. I missed one three-footer. I made a six-footer the hole before downhill slider. Like, and Lacey helped me with that. And Joe helped me with that. So it was cool. Like, it was... When you win a golf tournament, do something great, as you know, like a lot of it, a lot goes into it. You do a lot of it, Shane, but like Cindy has something that she said that might boost your confidence for sure. Or Henry will give you a feeling of like, I'm that guy and like walking off the green with both Joe and Lacey, like making me not feel like I screwed up. And it was just like a part of like the process was, it was awesome. Cause it was, it was not a good moment. Like I've been dreaming about that putt forever and I, I had it and I, I screwed it up and Again, you can only fail if you don't learn. So I learned. I was like, all right, you need to commit better. Like you have to, you have to be more confident in what you're doing. And I got to 10 and I was like, I'm confident what I'm doing. I'm hitting a good putt. Screw what just happened. And I go back to two holes and I make two great putts in it. It, it regardless of if I would have won off or I just kept feeling I was like, you're only you're only building. Like you're gonna hit a putt that's gonna go in in a minute because you have and I don't know. It's a, it's a weird feeling because I know Colin missed a short putt at Colonial and it kind of hit me there a little bit too. I was like, you have a guy who's probably going to be number one in the world, missed a shorty. I don't think that consumes him. He, you know, comes back wins from uh, work day. I was like, why, why would this consume you? Like, it doesn't matter really you know like you're, you're tied. I mean, like you, you, yeah. you, like I said this on Twitter, I think you even liked the tweet. I said, um, you know, I, I like when it had, it was funny too, dude, like, 
you know, as, as if, I mean, I'm obviously personally invested in what you do as a golfer, just cause I, I, I root for my friends. I mean, I want people in my life that I like even root for people. I don't know. I mean, I root for good people. I want, you know, people to achieve things. You know, I have moments in my life that, you know, certain things I do professionally or something. And I feel like I always am more excited for other people than I am myself, just cause I want, you know, like, I know how much this means to you. I know how much this week means to a buddy of mine. And when you miss the putt, you know, I could see myself at times being like, shit, you know, that was the chance, right? And now he's got to go to a playoff against one of the best players in the world who's been playing this unbelievable golf and just shot 64. And it was funny, dude, like I didn't have it. In our little group chat, we have like our WhatsApp chat with all the golf dudes. Um, so it was your, your shot on 10 when you hit against the tree. You know, a couple guys are like, shit, you know, and they're saying all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I wrote all caps. I wrote, he can still make four. That's what I wrote. He can still, not dead yet. He can still make four. And, um, and so when you miss it, it was just funny. I, I, I kept saying to myself, I would have, like, at, on 17 when Finau made birdie, and you're in that bunker, I would have taken a playoff. Like, if you'd have given me a playoff right then for Matt, That's I would have taken it. And, um, and you got it up and down for birdie there at a time. And then, of course, you flag it. Closest shot on 18 all day. You missed that. And then you get the 10, dude. And you hit a good tee shot and you're against this tree. And it just, for whatever reason, personally, for me watching as a buddy, I, I wasn't that concerned. Now the camera angle didn't make it look great first, by the way, it, yeah. like it was right against the tree. But when you got up there, like your expression didn't even change. Like you just walked up and you were like, like, I got this kind of, I, I've been preaching. <laughs> Lacey, Lacey just walked in. Lacey, I, by the way, I, you. By the way, real quick, Lacey has been crushing your Instagram and doing all this stuff on your Insta. She's she's an MVP. The, she's like looks Lacey's all professional MVP. now. <laughs> but yeah, I've been. She, she, yeah, she's getting it. She, she's she's the brains of the operation. I know. I've been preaching the mental stuff. I've been preaching the mental stuff, and it's very easy to be mentally there when you're playing great. So it's like you miss a putt and you hit a ball against a tree. It's like, well, am I preaching this or am I living this? And it was like, well, I felt like I've been living it. So. I was just like, all right, like, I, I don't, it's incredibly easy to miss that putt on 18 and, and feel like you lost it. It's hard to feel like I felt, which was, I got a chance. And I don't know if I'm going to preach something, I want to, I want to own it and I want to live it a little bit. And I did. And I think it's a testament to practicing that, but also, uh, also just, in that moment, having people around me that like help me get back in that headspace because I don't know, it's it's so easy to say, oh, you just have to have a good attitude, blah blah. Well, yeah, well, you're probably playing good when you tell me that, but like when you're playing bad, can you do that? And like that, I feel like that's that was the cool part of eighteen to ten. Yeah, you, you said the shot was you you talked about it after you said the shot was a little easier for you than maybe what people thought. Is that <laughs> you you just I mean I know listen, it wasn't an easy shot. I I actually had uh, this is not a humble brag. This is just fact. I had two golf hall of famers text me when your ball in the land, like within seconds of where it stopped on the green, when you punch it out from under the tree, two hall of fame golfers text me, uh, curse words, exclamation marks. Like it was, I got, I mean that, that shot just, you walk up, you see the ball. I'm assuming you probably had a moment where you're like, well, this kind of stinks. And then you kind of probably lock back in just the whole seeing the ball walking up and then the shot. Yeah, it was, uh, it looked worse when I first got there, like from the walking in. And then I saw that at least I had a swing because it first looked like I didn't have any backswing. And then I was like, okay, well, I have a swing. So I can, like you said, I can make a four. <laughs> I had this weird feeling I was going to hit it on the green. Wow. I thought it was good. 
my ball kind of bounced right when it landed. I thought it should have been closer, but I'm not getting greedy. <laughs> but it just was, I don't know. Tiger said it after. He's like, it was just a, what do you say? A hoodie, chippy, flippy little gap wedge. And I said, yeah, that's what it was. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's one of those golf things. You know, you see it. The path of the tree helps you hit the hook. And you just kind of have to, <clears throat> you just have to, have to, I don't know. It's like, it's hard. No doubt it's hard. But it almost opens up like the artist part of golf. And I think that helps when you're nervous. Pers- I personally, like, I don't know. You just, you're like, well, I don't know. Like, what, what else are you going to do? Like, you just have to toe, toe it down and just like snipe it over to the left. And like, that's, you sound, I don't know. You that's sound, just what you did. By the you way, you sound, you sound like Tiger right now. That, that's like a Tiger. It's like, it wasn't that hard. It was just kind of like, it was a four-year cut five iron to 12 feet. You know, it was easy. It was hard, but the miss would have been right on the fringe. I got you. That, that's I probably what I was thinking. I thought you could make four. As I could, but the game, the, the plan was to have a chance. Joe told me, he said, fringe, we make it, say goodnight. And I was like, okay. But in the back of my head, I was like, I think I'm going to hit this on the green because first off, he's a lefty. He couldn't even yeah, picture that shot down. because he's the opposite. And I just had this weird feeling. I was like, I can actually like hook this thing down there, get it on the base of the hill before it goes on the upslope and just run it up the hill. I said, like, you just have to, you just have to honestly kind of trust it, but it was easy to trust when you're like kind of out of your head being an artist a little bit. It's like the cool part of nervous golf is when you like loosen up to picturing what you're doing, it actually becomes somewhat easy. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, everybody has their own wellness routine, their own approach to a healthy lifestyle. A lot of the most successful ones include herbs like ginger root, ashwagandha, and so many others. Nature's Way has been sourcing herbs like those for over 50 years. They understand that nature is the ultimate problem solver. So they're dedicated to providing plant-powered formulas to help people live healthier lives. Their herbs can support your health in so many ways. For instance, ginger root and slippery elm bark have both been used for centuries all over the world. Ginger root has traditionally been used to soothe occasional digestive upset and slippery elm bark to soothe the GI tract. St. John's wort, holy basil, and ashwagandha can provide mood and stress support, which is something we can all use in our modern life. I mean, these herbs come from all over the world, but Nature's Way knows where the best ones grow. They test for potency in their state-of-the-art lab, and their scientists are experts in all things herbs. What's on the label is what's in your bottle, and what's in your bottle are the best herbs around. To learn more, visit naturesway.com. 
When's the last time you were in a playoff? I don't think I, we talked about that. I asked Joe if he'd ever been in one. He said, no, I think the last time I was in a playoff was in college in Hawaii. I lost to Ben Coles, uh, um, at uh, Turtle Bay, but I hadn't been in a playoff in forever. Yeah. Was, I was, I was going through your one bio. I was going by one and out. No big deal. I was going through your bio and I was, I was trying to, I was looking through, no, no, none, none of the corn fairy yeah, wins, I, like never on the tour nothing. or anything like that. And so it'd been a minute. Um, you hit, I, I'm going to guess you say this, you hit a perfect putt on 10 for birdie in the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was so good. It was so perfect because after I messed up 18, I hit such a freaking good putt on, I, I thought I made it. I almost started walking and when it was like two feet out and it stopped breaking, it stopped I had breaking. a little hard, but I, I messed that putt up or I messed the putt on my 18 and I hit this perfect putt on 10. I'm like, again, it goes back to the college thing. I was like, I just want a chance. Give me, give me another opportunity. And when Tony missed, I have this other three footer to keep the thing going, or it was probably two feet, but it felt like four. And I was like, all right, this is what you asked for. It's literally 25 minutes later. Like, did you actually want this chance or did you not? I was like, well, I want this chance. I was like, all right, make the, even the two footer felt long after missing the shorty on 18. So I hit two perfect putts. I hit a good putt on 14. Like it was just, I was back in like, not, not joke. <laughs> all right. So, so you win. I mean, you had a great shot on, you had a great shot on 14. Do you have, do you have any idea of the order as you're heading over to 10 T what hole you're playing in this playoff? Yeah, you do have an I idea. Saw, I saw, I knew deep, deep down that if I could get to four, my ball ended on 10. If I get to 14, I thought 14 suited me better than yeah, Tony. For sure. I thought the I, same I, he's, he's a world-class ball striker and I think I'm a world-class ball striker. And I think I draw the ball a shade more comfortably than him just from the outside looking in. That might be just made up and it doesn't really matter. But I knew, I knew that in the, in the afternoon part of that round, I messed that shot up a little bit, but I knew that if I got a second chance at it, I would hit it good. Um, I love this little two yard draw I hit with a seven iron. It feels, it's just like kind of my shot right now. And um, I wanted to play 14 because I was like, this one fits me so yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. And, and like I said, this might be conjecture. I don't know if it doesn't fit Tony's eye, but like my point is, is that it fit my eye and in my head, it fit me better than anyone in the world at that moment. So I wanted that shot again because I knew I kind of screwed it up in the afternoon a little bit. So once when he hit in the bunker, it was, it was less, okay, he might make bogey more like, okay, well, I have a chance to have a putt to win this golf tournament. And I know I'm going to have a putt to win this golf tournament because this thing fits so well, you know? So it was like, it was a, it was a good feeling to know that like, I wasn't banking on him. I was more bummed. I didn't, you know, make birdie because I wanted, I, I, I knew I was going to have a good look. Well, I mean, and, and, and he hit, he hits it left. So the, the order of stuff. So the order of playoffs, I'm assuming most of the time probably doesn't matter, but as you guys got to the T on 10, and I'm sitting here with Cindy and, and poor Cindy has to hear all me, just me, you know, muttering about golf. And I don't think she cares really about any of the kind of the intricacies of it. But I kept saying, I said, I think I want Max to go second on 10. I said, I think I want Max to go second. I think I want Max to go second. Cause I said, there's rarely do you see a great shot on 10 off the tee, but you can easily see a bad shot off the 10 yeah. off the tee. And I just said on that whole, that whole specifically strategy would be so much more important in match play. And you know, remember you know, I was there for the 2017 amateur that went to the 37th hole. I was down there on oh, 10 yeah. and, and I remember, and, yeah. and I remember it was, you know, it's like this Redmond comeback and you got, you got Doug Gim who like basically had one hand on the Havemeyer and it was just this, you get to 10 and it, it literally is like, who doesn't screw up wins. Right. And Gim screwed up and Redmond kind of walks into, into the championship there. So I was really thrilled. You got to go second. Obviously it didn't really matter in terms of 10. I mean, you, you guys both make par, you made a great par, but just on 14, I was the same way as you, dude. 
you got to 14T and I'm like, he's going to, he's going to win this thing here. It just felt like you were going to win it on that part three. It did. I mean, you put a, I don't know, give me a seven iron with a T and I feel quite <laughs> confident. You feel uh, but good. It, it was, the order worked out eventually 10's tough because 10, I do think typically the order matters. 10 is hard because I don't know where Tony's ball is. Like you, I got you, you kind of just hit it at the trees and like, I thought my ball was good and we get up there and it's like on a tree. So it's like, it's a weird one because unless he flared it way right, I would have had a better idea, but it's such an interesting hole because you have no idea where he is, but it ended up working out for me on 14 only because I saw where he hit it. And I knew that it like, give me a spark a little bit. Well, like, you still, right. you still hit it by the way, it's still left <laughs> the flag. You're making us all nervous here. Golly. It's a perfect, I don't know for a righty. When you pull it, it carries the corner, you know, and that's what I felt. So I aimed it a little right and I trusted my draw and I maybe drew it three extra yards. But like I said, I got up on that shot and I knew, I knew it. It I was over. Know. You watch it. I watched enough golf. I know that I know, I know when the moment is in someone's hands and like it was in my hands that I knew that it wasn't like, it just, it couldn't have, it, it just couldn't have fit. It couldn't have fit any better than that. Like that was, give me a free green with no, like I have, I have it. If the ball's in my court, the seven iron on a left pin, it's like, all right, like, this is like, this is kind of just the, it's like sleepwalking nearly. Yeah. You would, it's, you it's would, like you would that, ask for that in a playoff. If somebody yeah, said, Hey, like how do you want to have a playoff hole? Semi pro uh, with Will Ferrell where they yeah. run the, uh, <laughs> what is it? The, the puke play. So you run it so many times. Like you don't have to think about it when you're tired. It's like, that's what I felt like. I was like, oh, I've done this a bazillion times. Like, let's just do it one more. Like I don't even have to think. The the semi pro call it. Uh, what was uh what was the, how were you in front of Tiger? Did you feel like you did a cool job in front of Tiger? Were you kind of nerd out? Like, how was it with him in the trophy ceremony? And what, what what's the coolest thing he said to you? Uh, both. I nerded out pretty hard. And I told him it would have been a kind of a disappointing interaction with Tiger only because every time we start talking, like he got pulled some way or I got pulled some way. But after I was done everything, I walked outside to find Joe and he was with Tiger and uh i was like oh hell yeah like this is what i wanted so when we came in like we talked and had like fun and like i got a picture with him me and joe and it was awesome um he did say when we were taking pictures he did say wait a battle after that putt on 18 and i told him i was like i'm very embarrassed i missed that in front of you you don't miss putts like that and he kind of laughed and he's like no that was like tough like wait a battle and it meant a lot because he doesn't do stuff like that, but I think he knows probably what that feels like a little bit to like, not probably doesn't know what not being clutch feels like, but he knows that, <laughs> you know, that, that would be hard if he ever decided not to be clutch. Um, so it was cool. I mean, it, and, and it was honestly those last five, 10 minutes when it was just us, no cameras, me, Joe, him and his camp was awesome. Cause I had to tell him that I used to like come to the tournament trying to get a high five. I told him that whole thing. And he's dying laughing. And, uh, so it was just, I don't know. It was, uh, he's a, he's an unbelievable dude. Uh, it was crazy to be able to do it at his golf tournament, like masters three-year exemption, the money, the FedEx cup stuff, the world ranking, all that is so sick. And like that changes my life, but like young me, doesn't give a damn. He was wants to do something with Tiger in front of Tiger. And like, that's kind of what it turned into. And that was what was so cool. It's like, I don't know. He, uh, we had a, 
we had a pretty, for me, we had a cool moment. Like that's what I wanted. When I dream about winning that tournament this morning or yesterday morning, that's what it was. It was Tiger shaking my hand and be like, you know, and Tiger was like, congrats, dude. I'm like, you know, I, I did it. Like I, 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 full circled this thing back to Riviera with Tiger Woods. Like it was such a weird world. It, it's also and I did one thing he's never done. That I was going to say, <laughs> that was my other thing is you, you did something that Jack and Tiger are like the two things <laughs> they missed out on was it went into Riviera and, uh, and you were able to do it. Um, you are now 14th in the Ryder cup standings, 27th, uh, in a on risk reward. You played the 10th hole. Well, way to go on that jumped up 10 spots. Uh, are you playing concession or no? You're Are you going to fly out? Yeah, I'm going to play. I have to text somebody right now, but I'm going to fly out. I'm probably not going to play a practice round. I played there in college once, but I'm going to go. I think I think now I'm going to skip Honda. I'm going to okay. play Bay Hill presented by MasterCard <laughs> <laughs> and the Players' Championship presented by the PGA Tour. So I'll do three more. We're just going to tough it out. <laughs> uh, we're going to do We're going to do in-person podcast with the players. I'm going to yes, be down we there are. as well. I'm fired up. Um, I have just uh, some flights. I've got some pretty good ones, and then we'll go because this is going long, and I know you got a lot of stuff to get ready, especially if you're going to Florida. Um, I, I want to change it. Uh, best shot Max hit this week. I think we both agree on 10. Bunker yeah. shot. Yeah. Okay. No that's, doubt. That's the one. Um, <laughs> just keep that in the rotation this, for just, the rest that's, of the year. That's actually just going to be a flight from now on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Best thing I heard this week, Omer calls me uh, yesterday, a buddy uh, of Max and I's, uh, one of my best friends, like legit best friends, said he and Woody went to cold beers to watch. Um, they might have had uh, extra stake in, uh, in, the, in the results um, for how Max was going to play. Um, said that they, there was a guy sitting by him, and you made you hit a great shot. I think you said it was the shot either on, on 16, maybe, like your tee shot on 16, and, and Andrew and, and Woody are like high five and going nuts. And the guy's like, yeah, let's go. Like, I'm rooting hard for him. And they said he kind of like look over like, oh, cool. Like, this guy's a, a Max Homa fan. Like, it's kind of random. And um, and he said something else. Like, man, he's been playing great lately. And so I guess Andrew's like, you, do, you, do you like him? He's like, oh, man, I love Dustin. So uh, still yes, thought, still that's thought, right. Still, still thought, got it, baby. Still thought you were Dustin Johnson. Well, all my friends call me the value pack version of <laughs> Dustin Johnson. So I'll take it. Um. Greenberg, who again, a couple one of our one of our mutual buddies, um, has lived in Las Vegas since he was 19 years old. Gambles for a living, um, has seen all the ups and downs you could ever see in the world. Gambles for a living is such a cool resume. <laughs> said, said, said yesterday, uh, it's the first time he's felt human feelings in years uh, when you won. He, he said it. He goes, I literally felt things internally that I haven't felt in a long time. So these are my friends. Uh, Matt Ryan sent me a text. Uh, and was just like going crazy when you won, just so fired up for you. Um, I mean, just everybody's dude. I mean, it, it's, it, you know, like I said, when we started, I, you don't get to watch your friends. You don't get to watch people that you root for literally live out a dream in real time. And, uh, and I can only imagine what it was like last night. I, I wish I was still living in Phoenix for a bit. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, dude, I mean, it's just, it, it's, I was I, I was goosebump goosebumping right now. Like I, I'm I'm going on golf today. I'm going to talk about it here in a little bit. Like I'm wearing my cow colors for you, as you can Hell see. But yeah. um, I don't know, man. It just it was it was epic, and I, and I'm so thrilled for you. And uh, Matt, your your coach your coach texted me last night, and I, and it's something I loved. He said, and it's something you kind of stick with, and I've been a fan of. He said this is just the start, you know. And and I yeah. I kind of had that feeling too. Like I just feel like this is kind of a kickstarting moment. You won. I feel like you kind of want a major, you know, so it's like, now let's keep, let's keep the, let's keep the ball going. 
Yeah, we're gonna keep the foot on the pedal. It's fun. It's just a, it's just a, 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 you know, it's just one more step on the path to whatever. You know, you just keep trying to get better, and I feel like we're getting better, but so far, but you, I can get better than this. I feel like just keep getting cleaner at certain things. But I have no flights. But I want to leave with this because I've been thinking about this for three weeks, and it it really feels uh, legit now. I urge everybody to position themselves around people like I have positioned myself with people who have the same wavelength, who are on the same same wavelength as you. You, Shane, my wife, Lacey, Joe. I have not name drop Aaron Rodgers. My buddy, Mike, who's been helping me with my mental stuff, like people who get it and get you and get and get the process of life that they, they, it doesn't have to we don't have to have the same alignment here but like whatever you want to accomplish surround yourself with people that can see that because i'm so thankful to have been able to have these talks with with everyone about these things that are personal but also universal to us to my little bubble i mean everyone knows how much lacy's helped me everyone knows how much joe's helped me Everyone knows how much you've helped me. And these talks I have with Aaron, everybody knows how much those have helped me. And you just have to continue to like, if you have a goal, like make sure that everyone around you knows the goal and that they can kind of feel that with you so that when you want to talk, you can talk to them about that. Because this was a dream that happened but it's not by accident. And everybody in my world knows it wasn't an accident. We've been planning for this. It's crazy when it happens. That's a fact. But I mean, it's not, you can laugh about it later, enjoy, celebrate, but it's just kind of fun. Like Mark said, like, this is just the beginning. You, you This is just a, just another day. Sunday happened. You get a trophy. Some Sundays you don't, but the whole point is to get 1% better as you as, every day until until you 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 retire or whatever so it's fun i feel very very thankful that i have these people in my life that make it just they just make it they make it easier and they make it more fun when when the good stuff does happen it's awesome the thing about you and the easy reason it the reason it's so easy for not just me to root for you cindy to root for you um like your friends to root for you and and all these people that listen to this podcast everybody on social media um, Scott Van Pelt said it last night on his show. He said, you know, if the internet hates everything, if there's one thing the internet likes is Max Homa. You know, I, the <laughs> tide. <laughs> yeah. The, the one of the, one of the reasons is, is because you have positioned yourself like your life is a win. Like you're a happy guy who has good people around him, who has an unbelievable wife, who has supportive friends and family. You're happy with what you do. You're content with what you do. Like you won, like your life is a trophy. I, mean, yeah. I, I feel, I feel a little bit the same way. Like I feel so fortunate, um, about in my life. Like I, I have these friends around me and my family is so supportive and my wife is so great. And like, I've got this son that, that that's kind of opened my eyes up to a whole new part of life that, that I never knew it. You know, I felt like I've almost kind of been reborn since Henry was born. And I, I get to kind of watch him progress. And, and I just smile the whole time I get to do it. It's like, you already won at life. So adding trophies is excellent. And you checking off career moments is excellent. But the, the process, the process is just being happy and, and you're happy now. So win or lose, miss a three footer, make a three footer. You're smiling at the end of the day, you go to bed at night content, like that's what we're all looking for. And 
you've you've helped me on that man like you've you've made me better at this like i've had to get more positive i've had to look at life differently because of you being a friend of yours and listening to you talk and the text you send and, and just things like that i mean even you catting for me a couple of years ago and just your positivity <laughs> in that world's like you you touch so many more people's lives than i think you know you do and it's it's because of your authenticity and your positivity and who you are as a human and so i'm honored to be a buddy of yours i love being friends with you I love rooting you on. It's been fun to have a, I, to be a fan in this world of, of media where you're not supposed to be fans. And I, I break the rule every freaking day on the show and I break the rule in the pause. Like, I don't care. And I said, I said it on Sunday. We're going off the air. I'm like, listen, I'm going to be on my couch rooting for Max home of the day, like as loud as I can scream. And, um, and so let me just say, I, everybody out here that sent you messages and everybody that you're not going to get back to, cause you got a million people sending you stuff. Like, we're proud of you because of who you are, not because of what you do. And thank uh, you. I can't wait to see the next step and, and the next tournament. And if you get a green jacket or if you win a, a PJ championship or whatever you do, man, like all of that shit's awesome. But I think the reason we all are here together as a collective group is because of you. And, and, and it, it's easy to be fans of people that are good people. And so congrats. You deserve it. You deserve all this shit. You deserve the extra trophy in the in the mantle. You know you deserve it, man. Like you, you deserve it because of you. And uh, and I I'm glad you're going to concession. I hope you play well. But enjoy it, dude. Like I I, I like I said, I I was texting the boys last night in our group chat. I said, God, I I, I was looking up flights to Phoenix. Like <laughs> two days off. Like should I fly in? Like should I just try to surprise them? But uh, anyway, um, congrats on the dub and uh. And yeah, we'll we'll be back next week. I, by the way, I think you gotta you you might have to come on our show this week at some point. I I, I had the over under. I had the over under way earlier than this anyway. So I think you're all yeah, overdue. But we gotta uh, get on. Con congrats, congrats, and and like I said, I, I mean it's it's not a win. You know, it's not a win that we're pumped about. It's just seeing you be you in in these moments, and that's the part we all like. Well, thank you, Shane. Um, I think everybody has an opportunity every morning. You have two choices. You you can either be positive or you can be negative. And I think it's uh, important to choose to be positive. Um, I'm very fortunate for a little hashtag golf community we got going too, because it makes it it makes it even sweeter. Um, if I haven't texted anybody back yet, it's because my phone has exploded, and that that was the second trophy, as you referenced, I got this week. Knowing how many people uh, notice uh, notice, I guess what we're trying to do here, trying the movement for golf. So. Um, yeah, I, I feel very, what is, uh, what is uh, Michael Scott say? My heart is very full at this moment. <laughs> um, you know what I'll good. say? I'll say it on this. I'll say it this week. Uh, wash your hands and continue to. And uh, Hell yeah, Max Jim. Homa is your 2021 Genesis Invitational Champion at freaking Riviera Country Club. We'll be back next week. Um, enjoy it. Thanks, Shane. Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.